0: hello
1: hello what's up
0: hi shannon hey um the sky is up which by the way is where aliens come from but (laughs) we're not talking (laughs) about that today um um, i wish boy do i have some stories for you but no we're talking about zombies instead hello everyone my name is andre and this is
1: scary talk
0: shannon oh
1: okay (laughs)
0: And this is Scary Talk, and we're leaving that in. Um, Welcome back. Episode 18. Can you believe it? We are
1: professionals. I know.
0: (laughs) I know. At 18, we can watch porn now.
1: Really? Now? Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, right now. (laughs) Hi.
1: Everyone prepare for quite the episode.
0: (laughs) Um. 18 episodes. Wow. Remember when we were just younglings? When we started with like episode one, Demons and Witches. That
1: was crazy. That was like a day ago, right? I know. We pre-record, by the way. Just kidding, we don't.
0: <laughs> um, can you imagine? <laughs> 18 hours. <almost. laughs> oh, And the extra episode too. Um,
1: yeah. How even would that happen? Yeah. When,
0: you, when you did the geese episode, it wasn't even like real. Like you were just in a bedroom and then you added like outside like ambience noise in the background. Like it was just an audio. File. yeah
1: andre was the geese <laughs> hire him for voice acting <laughs> um,
0: okay so zombies hello everyone we're talking about zombies today uh if zombies scare you run away uh listen we're gonna get real okay they're coming
1: do zombies scare people Zomb- now like still well, like
0: probably real ones would um but the yeah. idea of them is probably just hilarious to people. But not to me. Because I've watched the Resident Evil movies. I've played some of the games. They're coming. They're real. They're coming. It's gonna happen at some point. We're gonna fuck up. We're gonna create some weird like neurotoxin. And everyone's gonna become a zombie and it's gonna be our fault. So...
1: I hope that like one of the toxins you talk about, or like one of the ways people become zombies, is like through gluten, because it seems that everyone just hates gluten for some reason. And I would love for that to be the source of like zombieism.
0: That's funny. <laughs> Can you imagine like all the people that are like gluten intolerant end up being like our saviors when the zombie apocalypse comes? Um,
1: oh no, I don't like that because they would like really hold that over our I heads know. for like the rest I of know. civilization.
0: I told you gluten wasn't good for you.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I told you not to eat that bread, Karen. Um, that bread.
1: Karen didn't listen and now she's eating my yeah, arm. Yeah,
0: now I'm gonna have to kill you. <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> okay, so I want you to go first. You're gonna tell us um, okay. okay, so you, you just tell us what you're gonna tell us.
1: I have so much to say and I think one of the reasons I have so much to say is because zombies have kind of become integrated into our cultural society. Like it's such like a norm. Like everyone asks you, like at a late night party, like, Hey, what are you gonna do with the zombie apocalypse? And you're just like, um, I don't know. And when you originally asked me that, I was like, Well, I'm going to be dead. <laughs> but lucky for you, I actually put a little, a tiny bit of thought into what might happen if I'm lucky to survive. Oh, I'm glad you have a plan but... now. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> a slight plan, you know? Which would you, which, Just would a you little like while. to give
0: us some um, quick zombie history first?
1: Oh, I would love to. So this was actually pretty fun to research because I, I actually was surprised to find that this isn't really something that reaches very deep into our historical roots. It's kind of a recent thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the first ones, or the first civilization to really kind of um, subscribe to the idea of the undead being dangerous would be the ancient Greeks, apparently, which I didn't know. Mm. So, yeah. So apparently archaeologists have unearthed a lot of ancient graves from the greek area greeks and they found that skeletons were pinned down by heavy boulders or heavy objects and rocks and it seems like it was done purposefully almost as if they were afraid of what would happen if they didn't prevent the dead bodies from moving they thought this one's gonna reanimate we gotta pin it down (laughs) which is yeah that's something else and then obviously anyone who studied anything medical knows from the history of learning about the human body doctors would um the graves of people Mm -hmm. uh to (laughs) use the corpses and those graves oftentimes would have cages around them because when they were buried people were afraid that they would come back to life or so people
0: were afraid that doctors would come and steal the bodies
1: see that was the second response is (laughs) after they started stealing the bodies then it was like okay maybe we need to continue doing this because people keep digging up our dead
0: (laughs) well but like why would people even have that fear like did something ever happen
1: um. Well, yeah, stuff has happened, but mostly the origins of zombies would appear in Haiti, where I don't think people in America or even England would have heard about it quite quickly. Mm-hmm. But um, before I jump to Haiti, I want to talk about Mesopotamia, okay. ancient Mesopotamia. So this is actually and guys you, recorded. In, case, in case
0: you guys were confusing it with modern Mesopotamia.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a real thing, guys. <laughs> We're smart. So, um, the Ishtar, the goddess Ishtar, um, they have kind of like a... Not a scripture, I guess scripture is the wrong word, but a little ancient writing that says if you do not open the gate for me to come in I shall smash the door and shatter the bolt. I I shall smash the doorpost and overturn the doors. I shall raise up the dead and they shall eat the living and the dead shall outnumber the living. And this is probably one of the first written documents of discussing um, (laughs) something dead coming to eat your ass. (laughs) Basically. So we didn't have the word zombie until we come to Haiti. Uh So So this started in Haitian folklore. This is a very popular, well-known thing. Mm -hmm. Basically, a dead person is revived by the act of necromancy, and then in the Haitian culture, they would call it a bokor, which is essentially a sorcerer or a witch. The bokor is um, opposed by a priest, and it's kind of like a like a necromancy versus voodoo so there's like the good and bad but then so the bokor raises your dead creates a zombie and the zombie is under the control of the bokor as a personal slave no will of its own so that's the origin of the word zombie but they spelled it z-o-m-b-i there was no e that's kind of something that was added by the english yeah so that's kind of the main point of origin that we can tell
0: interesting
1: One of the first um, books to expose Western culture to the concept of the voodoo zombie was The Magic Island by W.B. Seabrook in 1929. So already you can tell, like, that was only almost 100 years ago. Yeah. And I was really surprised because I thought, why wouldn't there be a lot of, like, talk about raising the dead? But, I mean, if you want to stretch it, I guess the furthest one would be Jesus Christ. (laughs) But he wasn't a zombie, supposedly.
0: (laughs) I mean, do we know that for sure?
1: well I don't know because how do we classify a zombie? That's one of the questions we'll have to raise. Did
0: you, did you ask him for a comment?
1: I did not. I forgot to ask Jesus. <laughs>
0: that like you can message God on Facebook Messenger. Like there's a god, I guess like bot chat where you can like talk to God. <laughs>
1: can you tell you your future or is that not like even a christian thing
0: (laughs) i I didn't actually ever try it but i do know that like it it responds like fast as it should yeah it's basically like a clever bot um Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah interesting okay maybe i'll ask god later Um, so so we have 1929 as the first occurrence of this kind of reaching the Western culture in a book, like in the form of a book, and this was obviously about Haiti and voodoo cults, and then zombies were introduced into the cinema, that was kind of obviously the correct thing to do with something so fashionable as the dead, so this happened yeah. in the 1930s and it lasted as long as the 60s, obviously continuing on today. But there were lots of notable films. Walked with a Zombie in 1943. Plan 9 from Outer Space in 1959. As you've already mentioned, what was it? Resident Evil? Is that...
0: I mean, yeah, but those are modern, but yeah. Living
1: Dead, yeah. So, those movies, and Warm Bodies, for those of you who want to have sex with a zombie. Uh (laughs) I'm not going to judge you. So... (laughs) Uh, Another aspect of the Haitian voodoo, which is kind of interesting and could apply to the larger folklore of zombies, is soul dualism. And I find that interesting. So basically, it's this idea that a zombie is missing half of its soul, the flesh or the spirit. Obviously, in this case, since it is walking flesh and bones, they would be missing the spirit part. Yeah. So... And I just want to make a historical note that a lot of the concept of zombies in Haiti was influenced by slavery. Slave drivers on the plantations, um, sometimes voodoo priests—they all feared zombification because they, um, you know, it's it's kind of like a big metaphor for slavery at large. They were under their control. They were forced to do things. So yeah, and then oh yeah, I heard
0: about that—that that like like Haitian like like sugar plantation owners would like um what you yeah. said yes i've heard about that yeah
1: and then i figured that you would cover it a little bit later but i just want to kind of touch on it now but tetrodotoxin that's the poison from a pufferfish. that's one of the ways in which you would be able to mimic death and have someone be controlled by your verbal wishes
0: yes i have a couple of words yeah. on that yeah actually so yes um it's it I mean, I think like a good doctor would be able to tell that you're not actually mm-hmm. dead, but I don't know there's a lot of
1: doctors around, yeah, you um, never know <laughs> so i've I have, I have two examples in history where this has happened, or at least we don't know how it happened, but we know something happened here, and it isn't right, and it kind of screams zombies, so in one case, this is in a nineteen ninety seven article in the British medical journal The Lancet. A Haitian woman who appeared to be dead was buried in a family tomb only to reappear three years later. An investigation revealed that her tomb was filled with stones and her parents agreed to admit her to a local hospital. And the three-year gap that could easily be explained by the plantations using her as a slave. So it's Mm -hmm. like you bury your dead and then the slave owners come to pick her up later. So
0: die. Like you're not even allowed to die. Like, nope, get up.
1: That's literally horrible like it's awful (laughs) it's really sad and that's and it's weird how this 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 need for control has evolved into something monstrous which I guess in theory a lot of things derive from that like werewolves and vampires but it's really it's really interesting and serious
0: I mean it's not even a need for control it's just a need for like hands for labor really which is which is all about greed isn't it so it's really more about money that Money is
1: going to be the end of us
0: yeah money is gonna cost zombies <laughs> um stop using money uh, um,
1: all right so um <laughs> i before we get any deeper into this i kind of do want to touch on the many differences of zombies because my god there's so many like world war z yeah. portrays them as super super fast and brad pitt doesn't even know what to do you know what i mean And then there's the slow zombies, like in Shaun of the Dead, that are just brainless and just walk really slow. Or The Walking Dead, where they're just there to be killed so that people can have romantic dialogue later. I don't know. Do all zombies eat brains? Do zombies only eat flesh? How rapidly would you turn into a zombie if you were bitten? And what I found really interesting in my research is, does it even matter if you're bitten? Is the virus something that's going to be spread through the air, through the water, through touch? like it could literally be well, anything
0: that's the stuff that i'm gonna yeah like that's the stuff that i'm gonna okay. talk about that there's different ways a zombie apocalypse could happen and like yeah like the reason zombies are different and for example like different yeah like yeah different mediums is because th- they usually have all like a, like a specific reason and they're all kind of different yeah and so they can make them faster or slower or eat this or eat that but continue
1: okay so those are some questions to think about before we reach andre but something i found in my research that was (laughs) very fascinating and kind of segues us into our next portion of this conversation is the fact that the u.s government actually has a zombie apocalypse plan already drafted and viewable for anyone who wishes to see it and At first I was like... Yeah, I've heard about this. (laughs) At first I was like, are you for real? Like, is this real? And let me tell you, it is real, and it is boring as hell. (laughs) They actually (laughs) did this, and it's called Con Plan 88811. It details a strategy to defend against a zombie attack. And this actually really comforted me that the government does have a plan, because... I sure don't, and I would just rely on the government to save me, even though, obviously, I don't have that much trust in them. It's nice to know that they thought about this. They put some work into it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like it's the least we deserve. Like if you're gonna like listen to everything we're saying and watch everything we do, the least you can do is protect us from zombies when they inevitably come to eat our brains.
1: Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I'm still not even sure that they don't create the zombies. They probably create them and then have a plan for how to stop them, you know?
0: Wow, but then why create them?
1: Uh to thin the herd. Overpopulation is a real problem.
0: Bang, that's dark.
1: <laughs> dark but true. So the zombie threat summary summary, it opens with discussing what types of zombie threats that they're prepared for radiation zombies pathogenic zombies they've really thought of all the kinds of zombies that we'll need to encounter Mm -hmm. evil magic zombies actually made the list um if you would like to know what an evil magic zombie is according to our u.s government it's a zombie life form created via some form of occult experimentation in what might otherwise be referred to as quote evil magic unquote
0: i love that who made this? <laughs> and this is actually on like a dot gov website
1: um okay i don't know because i accidentally it through a different website but yeah i'm, I'm like i'm 99 percent sure this is real <laughs> because I, I i was reached to it through the cdc website so
0: is this what they were doing when the government was shut down like where they just maybe this? <laughs> they were like I priorities so. people priorities <laughs>
1: Also, there's space zombies (laughs) originating from space or created by toxic contamination of the Earth environment via some form of extraterrestrial toxin or radiation. I wonder if this counts as proof as extraterrestrial life being known by the government, but then again, maybe not.
0: I think, like, they're so, like, protective of admitting the secret that aliens exist that whenever they do come down, they're going to be like, nope, they're not aliens. They're just space zombies, everyone. (laughs) Because that's, like, less scary, question mark. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, another <laughs> another uh, type of zombie they're worried about, which I'm not sure if you came across this, so I don't want to steal your thunder, but apparently in 2006, there was a documentation of zombie chickens taking over California.
0: No, I did <laughs> not come across this.
1: Okay, so they, they put zombie or chicken zombies as an option of something we might have to defend ourselves against. So keep an eye out if you have a farm, if you have any chickens. I know you do, Andre, so...
0: Uh, whatever. Chickens are zombies. Like, <laughs> walk around pecking at the ground at, like, random intervals. They, like, they have directionless, like...
1: Oh, oh man so this whole plan that the u.s government came upon basically keeps insisting that within 30 to 40 days the zombie pathogen or the zombie apocalypse should be over given that the zombies have fed enough that they can begin to starve to death so once the zombies have all starved to death we can start rebuilding which i don't i've never heard of that before and the walking dead sure ain't sure ain't is it over yet i don't know but i, know. I feel like
0: I, one i don't think it's over maybe it is but two yeah i don't think zombies usually starve to death i think if yeah. I think they would just decompose and so like we'd be over the apocalypse in like a couple of months when like the bodies rot and like they stop working right because they're getting because they're like they're, they're dead bodies like they're, the, those yeah. are gonna last much longer but like i don't think they'd starve
1: Right, I don't know. It's it's because it's a very calming idea that it could just all be over if they just starve to death and then we can start over. But then, well, how do we do that? That's another issue altogether. I just always assume that they would live forever because they are undead. Well, um, actually... If it is a...
0: It does, huh? it does make sense that maybe they could starve to death because it depends on the kind of zombie. Like, if it's the kind of zombie that's just a person that's alive, but they have some weird neurotoxin, like, impl- implanted into them, then, yeah, they could just starve to death. If it's an actual undead person, like, dead and came back to life, then, yeah, they, they probably can't.
1: Yeah, if it's the magic zombie, it probably can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have to be prepared for every type of zombie. So... Um, among the many chapters of this very long zombie apocalypse plan, there's a lot of information on how to handle a corpse, a zombie corpse or otherwise, how to handle an infected person, um, what to do and what to wait for in terms of is the government going to update you, how to know if the government is making any big big um, strides towards that. So if anyone's interested, look that up. It's pretty, pretty fun, pretty interesting, a little boring, very organized. And that leads us to the CDC. Mm. So, the CDC actually has its own zombie preparedness webpage with many resources. I would advise everyone to go check it out. It's a fun time. <laughs> um, so, this is how I kind of based my zombie apocalypse plan, okay. is off the CDC, because if anyone knows the Center of Disease Control, you know, I feel well, like they I know what they I thought it's
0: for cool, die, C-word. Um <laughs>
1: Oh my god! (laughs) Well, I told you I wanted to die originally, and you said that wasn't cool. (laughs) I don't know what you want. Alright, so according to the CDC, it is imperative that when you're on the move, you have one gallon of water per person per day. So, you should stock up on non-perishable items of food that you can eat regularly, medications, prescription, and otherwise. Tools and supplies, such as a utility knife, duct tape, battery-powered radio, etc. Household bleach, soap, towels, any other type of hygiene equipment. Clothing and bedding, such as a warm blanket and a change of clothes. Important documents. Copies of your driver's license, passport, and birth certificate. You know?
0: I mean, this <laughs> just sounds like any emergency, honestly.
1: Yeah, first aid supplies. Um, yeah. So, that's what you would need. And... With that in mind, I'll just dive right into my plan. (laughs) So plan A is very, very simple. Plan A is that I just get bitten and become a zombie, and then I kill everyone around me. That's
0: not a plan.
1: (laughs) It is a plan. Defecting is a plan. (laughs) I am out of shape. I... Um... Don't have a job. I don't. I don't know why I would want to survive. You know what I mean? Like
0: so grim.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why I'm in a cool
0: ride. Bye.
1: Right. At least I lived long enough to see a zombie apocalypse. Like, hey, (laughs) who gets to say that? (laughs) Oh, I wonder what would happen to the ghosts that are haunting the world when the zombies come. Would they get bored because they'd have to haunt zombies? I think so. would the aliens come and fix us that's a
0: pretty amazing thought i i would never think of that yeah that's a poor ghost yeah they'd probably get bored they'd be out of a job
1: yeah shit all right and then plan b and have you know i put some thought into this so if for some reason i'm lucky enough to survive the initial wave of chaos that is zombies killing every single person in my town probably systematically because they're smart zombies. Mm-hmm. And for some reason I managed to survive without going into reading for a Chipotle burrito because, you know, my ass <laughs> is going to do that in zombie apocalypse. I'm going to do as follows.
0: I mean, honestly, I, I understand that because you'd think like, this is the last Chipotle burrito I'm ever going to have. Like I have to do this. <laughs>
1: So I it's it. true. And I just feel like in times of stress and in times of actual disaster, the first thing people do is they run to the shopping mall to stock up on shit. Yeah. And you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to pack up some canned foods. I'm going to get a first aid aid kit, I'm going to get a battery-powered radio, some rubbing alcohol, a blanket, some hiking boots, because I already have some hiking boots, (laughs) and a water bottle with a self-purifier, so that just in case the zombie virus is transferred through water, I'm drinking clean water, and then I'm going to grab a baseball bat, because we have a lot, and a knife. So that's kind of my, um, <laughs> that's my machinery or equipment. And I want,
0: I love, I love survivalist Shannon. This is so well, cool. I just want
1: you to know right now, um, this is a lot of stuff. And I have a week back, and I can't lift very much, so I I say I'm packing this right, but unless there's someone to help me with the carrying, I don't think I'm gonna get that far. I think I'm gonna have to lay down after like a mile. You're just gonna have like
0: you're just gonna be carrying it in front of you in like a supermarket cart, like.
1: Yeah, I just I don't know, I I don't know. Um, so just for some geographical. Help with this. I mean, I already gave away where I live. Please don't kill me. I know that I say I'm sad, but everyone says that. There's already
0: there's already enough people there that can kill you. That's true. (laughs) Don't worry about yeah.
1: So basically, I live in the country where people have lots of horses and cattle and goats, and I live next to a creek. so my plan is to steal a horse first and foremost I'm gonna take a horse as long as like I check and make sure the people are already dead like I don't think they'll mind they might need their horse you know technically they own it I'm gonna steal their horse I'm gonna ride that horse to the creek and I'm gonna get some water I'm gonna camp out I'm gonna patrol for some zombies and I'm gonna go back to my house and I'm gonna feed my horse and then I'm just gonna boil all the water because we have a fireplace and I'm just gonna live in my home until the zombies discover my ass and I feel like this is a pretty reasonable plan, because I do live in the country, and I feel like you're safer in the country in a zombie apocalypse, rather than being in the city. I mean, there,
0: there are less people in the country, so, like, the zombies will probably group there. They'll probably group in cities, but... Um... But I, I did read when I was like doing my research that I can't believe that I call it research as if like <laughs> um but um that maybe staying in your house in your home isn't great. Like you always want to keep moving until you know how the zombies work, whether this thing spreads through water, like it's just I don't know. I bet like I would love to just be able to stay in my house. That seems very reasonable to me, but a lot of people seem to disagree. So anyway, go Well, on.
1: I think eventually I would probably leave. I think I don't know, I guess it just depends because then the other issue becomes how do I get somewhere far away when it's probably really hard to get gas into your car without like we have automated systems now, so I I feel like it's a lot difficult it's a lot more difficult to get free gas. Like how would you break into that shit? Like I feel like you'd have to keep stealing cars and stuff. And like obviously I could just take the horse all the way to a different state, but Like, this isn't 1880. I don't know how to actually care for a horse.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If these are fast zombies at all. Honestly, even if they're not. Like, your your horse could get bitten. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I can see myself cutting open my horse and hiding in it for warmth if I had to. Like, it's just, it's all a bad situation. And I don't really have that survivalist instinct in me anyway. So, like, I think I would just probably sit down with my horse and let it kick me in the head. Repeatedly, until I was dead, (laughs) at least. Um... (laughs) <laughs> but given that i can't do that i can't opt out i'm gonna take it to montana i'm either gonna drive or ride my horse to montana because i do have family up there and it's one of the least populated places in america um yeah. the thing about montana though is it gets really cold in the winters and i don't think i could handle that especially in a zombie apocalypse
0: yeah you probably survive better in warmer climates
1: yeah um anyway if i get there i'm gonna grow a garden i'm gonna hunt some deer and i'm gonna wait for the government to say that all the zombies are pretty much dead and then i'm gonna go get a chipotle burrito
0: fair honestly fair um that's (laughs) not a bad plan not a bad plan it's a plan um i i have one that involves like guns and like moving around and basically becoming like a nomad for a while it's kind of I, I based it off of like this guy's plan that i read online but first i want to talk about um ways that the zombie apocalypse, the apocalypse sorry the apocalypse um could actually happen so you were talking earlier about like different kinds of zombies and like the reason there are different kinds is because a zombie apocalypse could happen for different reasons so um Mm, I, I got this article and i read it it was really good it was by um david wong he's actually the author of um what's it called uh, john dies at the end have you ever read
1: oh i've um, heard a lot about it yeah
0: yeah so like he's he's funny um he does like scary stuff but he's funny um so he explained that according to him the way he sees it there's like five ways a zombie apocalypse could happen like actually, like, plausibly. Um, the first one would be brain parasites. Um, so, basically, um, there's actually already a brain parasite that, like, half of the human population has, but it doesn't really, like, affect a lot of people. Huh. It's called um, Toxoplasmosa Gandhi. The Republican Party? And... What? <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> and uh, it's basically like... it it makes other animal zombies just not us so this bug infects rats but it can only breed inside the intestines of a cat which by the way like when nature made that she fucked up (laughs) um so the parasite like knows that it needs to get inside a cat and so like while it's in a rat it'll like fuck with the rat's brain and make the rat like scurry towards like where cats hang out so the cat, so the rat will get oh eaten my against, God. against like its will it's terrifying like it messes with your That's brain it's diabolical Sorry. yeah and um and so like the cat eats the rat and then like the parasite can reproduce whatever um there's actually i remember watching this video recently there's like similar parasites like all over the animal kingdom but they affect different animals like there is um there is a like oh, shit like a water parasite in the amazon um it's some kind of like worm um Actually, mine might not be just in the Amazon. Maybe like everywhere, but it's it's this like worm-like parasite that um, lives in crickets. But um, it actually needs like like water to be able to like re like reproduce and so like it'll get inside a cricket but then it'll like make a cricket like travel to a, a body of water against its own will and basically drown <gasps> itself and then once the worm knows like I, there's a vi- a video like a nagio video about this and it's fucking gross i'm gonna send it to you um once like like the thing senses that the cricket is in water like it'll like come out of the cricket's ass and like it's long 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 worm Um, You're like, how did that fit inside the cricket? Or how did the cricket not die? But I don't know. Whatever. Um, Yeah. So there's that. (laughs) So there's parasites that do that. There's parasites that fuck with your brain, basically. They can make you a zombie. And uh, this is one of them. And it works in rats. And basically, the article is like, what if it worked in humans? Um, Because humans um, already have it anyway. Like, half of us already have it. Mainly because we've um, come in contact with it through, like, um, I don't know, like, feces like cat feces somehow which like makes sense you know like that shit flies around in the air everyone in the world has cats I love so, cats um,
1: I probably have yeah, it so,
0: again it's that kind of thing like it can't really affect us like like if, if your dog has a cold like you can't get a cold from your dog um, but it is in us it is in us and like all it would take would be like a mutated version of this toxoplasmosa parasite and then maybe it can do to us what it does to the fucking rat. So
1: oh, man, there's
0: that. <laughs> um, that's actually, like, apparently the least likely to, like, work. But I just think it's super terrifying. Um, yeah. And, like, apparently it wouldn't take forever for such a parasite to evolve. Um, just because, like, humans are really good at um, creating biological weapons. And so, like, if one government really wanted to, maybe they could create, like, and version of that and like intentionally put that out to I don't know you know it's it's yeah. biological warfare it's a thing so
1: um ah, that's very comforting so yes. there's like ways you can mutate these viruses like you said or whatever but let's just say for instance that they didn't let's say that they used the the tapeworm one and they put it in humans and then the directive isn't for them to eat humans it's go find a body of water and drown yourself is that possible because that fucks me up because i I have a phobia of drowning (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, i mean yeah Yeah. that's what i'm saying right like that's what these parasites do they basically like mess with your neurological system and they make you do things they kind of like getting it your reminds brain me and, of the happening and, uh, like from what it yeah it's it yeah it's literally that oh my god I love that movie Even though <laughs> everyone hates it apparently um and I, I can't believe I didn't think of that when I was reading this stuff yeah. it, it's totally the happening that's basically what it is um scariest thing about the happening which people seem to hate because it wasn't like a concise reason for why that happened but that was my favorite part because it's like uh-huh. it could have been anything and you'd never know and it just went away um very bizarre oh until it didn't because if you watch like the ending of the movie it's like all of a sudden it happens again but like in france this time well it was the trees um, right
1: like the nature
0: yeah but like oh i I think that was like the theory that like nature was trying to like protect itself but i didn't buy that maybe i'm like misremembering but i think there might have been like a like a um like some alien mm. like subcontext. Well, also in there. Bird Box kind of did a very um, very
1: similar thing, but it was way more fantastical.
0: It was more fantastical. Also, like the original screen, um, the original, um, the original script had, um, did have like the monsters oh. like visualized. It still didn't like fully explain, um, a lot about them, but you could like see them. Like it was gonna there was gonna be a scene in the movie where you could like, see the monsters, but they cut that out for like um mystery factor which i like actually i think it's a good thing in movies um the scariest thing you can imagine is the scariest thing you can imagine and so yeah. <laughs> i think that works uh, to leave to leave that up to audiences okay so number 4 neurotoxins so what is this um it's basically the resident evil 5 video game if you've ever played it <laughs> which i did briefly <laughs> um uh, it's fucking terrifying so basically um, there there's like this certain kind of poison that um can slow your bodily functions to the point that you'll be considered dead it's what you talked about um the japanese blowfish right is one of those um there's more than one kind of poison of this but that's one example um and basically like it slows your heart rate down so much that you basically seem dead to the like average person or to a really bad doctor um the victims can be brought back under the effects of a drug um, or chemicals um, like alkaloids for example um, that then will leave the person in like a trance-like state with no memory but still be able to perform simple tasks like eating sleeping, moaning and shambling, whatever Um, so and and this goes into the whole like oh this started in Haiti like slave labor like it, it touches on that, this article so I thought it was really interesting that you brought it up as well um it mentions um dr wade davis who was um the first person to write um very famous like the first books um about this kind of zombie um they were fiction but still um very popular and um the article also references how the word zombie does come from haiti and um it 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 points to one specific story, which I want to like tell you about. It's the story of Clairvias Narcisse. Oh, really? He was a Haitian guy who was declared dead by two doctors, and he was buried in 1962. Uh, but they found him wandering around the village where he had died 18 years later. <laughs> and it turns out, as you might have guessed it, that local voodoo priest had been using chemicals to basically like zombify him and then put him to work on sugar plantations. It's <laughs> fucked up. Um... Yeah, and for 18 years, like guess like his family was like didn't know that he was still alive. Um so yeah, like next time you like are pouring coffee into your like sugar into your coffee, remember that like maybe it was a zombie that like Aww. harvested that, you know? <laughs> this one, this one was just sad, but um yeah, neurotoxins, they're a thing. Um I still like the first one better. But um okay, number three, uh, a real rage virus. Now we all know Miss Matt cow disease uh, but what if Matt cow disease not only made you like stumble and like, I don't know have like balance problems and get sick and vomit, but it actually made you like aggressive and like cannibalistic mm. um, So basically, the theory is, like, if, like, a disease, like, mad cow, like, evolved somehow, um, it could, like, become, like, able to, I don't know, turn into, like, a widespread brain infection of the rage variety, and, um like do that to you like like causal concept like hallucinations and muscle twitching and seizures and then like it could fuck with your brain even further and make you like i don't know eat your children um it's basically like it's kind of an extension of the first one the parasitic one but this time it's just an actual like disease like like a virus and it evolves um like mad cow disease already like the one that's real the one that exists um attacks like a cow's like spinal cord and brain and so like a stronger version of that that also got to humans like who knows what it could do you mentioned so, you mentioned
1: hallucinations that. what if it makes yeah. you think that everyone else is a zombie or Ooh. everyone else's big rare steak just ready to be bitten into
0: yeah i think that makes more <laughs> sense yeah <I> think. <laughs> um yeah um the article just pointed out something really interesting which is like if you think this idea is far-fetched like that like a disease could do all that to your brain remember that like the disease doesn't actually have to do a lot all it has to do is basically like turn off like serotonin reception and you become like a mindless killing machine and apparently it's true because I've tested it by putting rats in like death match style (laughs) cages and watch them like turn on each other (laughs) um and all, all it takes um is like a disease that destroys the brain's ability to absorb serotonin um to like yeah to, to make people like aggressive and like want, like want to kill each other it's basically like 28 days later <laughs> um, so yeah so lit <laughs> um, yeah so everyone it could be like super mad cow that does us yeah. does in um, so I thought that was interesting um, now neurogenesis is the next one this one's interesting so so what is this um, okay so stem cell research you know about it you've heard about it it's controversial right okay so um the whole thing with stem cells is that they can basically be used to regenerate dead cells um particularly of interest to um to this podcast is the concept of neurogenesis um which is um again like how you can regrow dead tissue in this case specifically regrow dead brain tissue like with evolved stem cell research like we could actually Mm. accomplish that and like what's the consequence of that like how does this result in zombies well um like science can pretty much like save you from anything but brain death like if you're dead like they can swap organs out and whatnot. but if your brain turns to mush you're dead okay but um if they're able to regrow like brain tissue which actually like they've actually already like regrown the brains of like comatose head drama patients like people who are actually in a coma from like being hit in the head like that's a thing that they've done so if they can like evolve this technology further and do it on like a larger scale and faster um it's basically like you're just waiting for like the bomb to explode Like, it's just a matter of time until people have the ability to keep, like, a dead body in a state of, like, suspended animation. And then it can be brought back to life later. And then you have fucking zombies in the streets. So, um, thoughts so far.
1: But couldn't this also be used for, (laughs) Um, like, immortality? For people just to live forever?
0: Yes. Uh, but the thing is that, like, it's not guaranteed, um, that... Like, the brain is going to, like, regrow fine. Like, okay, here's the thing. I mean, stem cell research, yeah, it can be used for that if you're still alive. And then, like, I don't know. It's like like the stem cell miracle is done to you. Then you just extend your life. But if you're dead and they're using stem cell research to bring you back, there's no guarantee that you're going to be back, oh, okay. like, normal. Um, because, like, apparently when you die, like, the first thing that goes is, um, like, the the cortex and that's the thing that basically gives you like your personality and like your human reactions um and everything else is like like primitive motor systems basically uh and if you're dead and the first thing to go is the cortex like maybe by the time they bring you alive your cortex is already like completely rotten or or sorry like already completely gone or they have a hard time regrowing it or something 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 um, that the technology as good as it is like can fully regrow your cortex and so all you're left with is like your like oh. primitive motor systems and, and like you're basically just like with your arms out in the street walking moaning oh, God. Um, and <laughs> uh, yeah so also, like, yeah, you, you actually don't need the cortex to survive. Very, very interesting. Uh, all you need is a stem, and you'll still be able to like mindlessly walk any people. Um this, is, um, this is not about the zombie chickens, but this article does mention chickens in this context, and it's really interesting. Um, this is actually how chickens can keep walking around after they've been beheaded because, um, you don't need your well, I guess the whole head, but you specifically you don't need the cortex. All you really need is the stem, and if you got off a head, you the stem usually still stays on the body because the stem is pretty low it's like at the beginning of your neck um so fun fact um there's also like one case of a chicken that live without it oh i heard about months, that yeah really heard of this
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so there's that you know there's some science behind this um so like Basically, you you take a brain dead patient, uh, you use these like techniques to regrow the brain stem, and now you have like a mindless body with no thoughts and no personality, and it's just like instincts and impulses. That's all it works off of, and like it's but why would zombie. you want that? I mean, this <laughs> you wouldn't, but let's say someone does. Okay, that's why. But I mean, there is a, there is a failure in in this, which is like. Like them being nothing but impulses and instincts, like wouldn't necessarily make yeah. them aggressive. Uh, at least not twenty four seven. It'd probably make them aggressive whenever they got hungry, but like not twenty four seven. So that's yeah, that's one like that's one flaw in this. Um, but apparently, it's like more likely than the other ones, which is why the article places it higher. Just because like stem cell research is already something that we've advanced for some time, and so. I don't know. Um, he thinks it's pretty bad. I still, I still just love the first one the <laughs> most. <laughs> I love the fucking parasite because that makes total sense to me. And I've seen the video and I just can't yeah. shake it from my head. And it totally looks like a hobby. So to me, that's just like uber convincing. But anyway, um, uh, the number one that he actually... I did not expect this at all. Um, that this guy actually places in his article for like most likely to happen and most terrifying is nanobots. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So apparently... Um, and, and this this theory can be seen in michael crichton's novel prey michael crichton's the guy that wrote jurassic park um and i guess he has another novel uh, and it's called prey which i have not read and it must be about like nanobots in your brain which is what the article goes on to talk about he's like you know a scene in the novel um basically what this like theory would be is like nanobots are technology that we've been working with for a while um to clarify they're just like microscopic self-replicating robots that can like build or destroy anything um and again there's a lot of money being poured into this and so the article thinks that at some point um like nanobots will destroy mankind because scientists will be reckless and like I don't know the whole like humans do things because they can not because they should and so it's gonna get out of control just like Jurassic Park I guess with the dinosaurs and it's gonna happen and like how this results in zombies is um the article states that scientists have already created like a nano cyborg um by fusing a tiny silicone chip to a virus um the first thing they found is like these cyborgs can still operate for up to a month after the death of the host um and so like i'll I'll come back to this later um because I want to keep going in order with with the article it's really interesting what it says next so like the article mentions that according to studies like within a decade apparently we'll have nanobots that can actually like crawl inside your brain and set up new connections to replace nanobots Um, whether whether this would be used for uh, like I don't know patients with like um like psychological disorders um or psychiatric disorders or for like brain injury like it's not clear but the point is that the technology will be available and y'all ain't putting
1: anything in my brain okay i got enough going on up there without some government person like injecting i don't know porn into a micro bot that goes into my brain and makes me see porn 24 hours a day that's, like, the least bad thing that could happen, too. They could just give me, like, all the secrets of the entire U.S. And then, you know, just kill me. I don't know.
0: Um. So, basically, like, like in summary, this theory is telling us that someday there's going to be nanobots in our brains. And these nanobots are going to be programmed to keep functioning Ugh. after you die. That, that, so, this is what I wanted to come back to, right? Um, they can form... Their own neural pathways, and meaning that they can use your brain to keep operating your limbs after you die, basically, um, and they can keep doing this presumably until like you, like rot to pieces, so like, <laughs> in the street, right? So. <laughs> Um, the nanobots will be pro- like programmed to self-replicate, and so the death of the host will mean the end of the nanobots. And like to preserve themselves, um, like these nanobots are going to need to transfer to a new host. And like therefore, like like the the the, the, the train thought of this article, like the logic is like the last act of the nanobot zombie is going to be to bite a hole in a healthy victim, like to let the nanobots like stream in and set up camp in the new host, uh, which makes total sense, right?
1: It's so vile. It's like if bugs and robots had a baby. It reminds me of like scarabs from The Mummy.
0: I know, but yeah, it's kind of like that. So like once it's inside the new healthy host, they can shut down the part of the brain that resists, which is the cortex, and it just leaves the brain stem intact. And and now they have someone who just like reacts to like, walk, eat, like walk, and that's it. And, And then they have another like soldier in the army of the undead. Like...
1: Is this what Hollywood is coming to? Is this what happened to Avril Lavigne?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just got like they just kind of her cortex. They just left the stem, and they were like, "Keep making trash pop." <laughs> like, "I must keep making trash pop." Um, <laughs> I love that our scary podcast always has weird, gay pop culture undertones. It needs um, to.
1: That's what the people are here so for.
0: <laughs> that's number one, and that truly is the most terrifying. It's also, I yeah, I'll give it it like it is the most likely I suppose it makes sense but I just still love the first one the most um
1: you love that like, nitty gritty horror it's
0: just so fucking gross like nanobots feel very like sterile because like they're just little robots and like but like an actual parasite like ugh, and it's like it's another biological being and it's just like there and it's, well it's parasitical that's what makes it so scary like it's living within you ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be a terrible pregnant prim- mother by the way um (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah okay hot take babies are just parasites living your body for nine months
1: absolutely they're feeding off you they're pissing inside you yeah and then 18 years later they're still complaining that you don't have the correct internet connection for Fortnite. like i don't know why everyone Um, isn't pro-choice like come on yeah
0: like the longest um the, yeah the longest like living the longest attaching parasite yeah um moms don't come for us listen um <laughs> we stand <laughs> i cuz because of my mom so i get it um but yeah that's that's what i have so thoughts what's your favorite
1: i like the nanobots i am all for that science fiction juicy stuff i like how It could have so many options, and so many good uses, too. Like, they could be using nanobots to study cancer, but we all know they're just gonna start the zombie apocalypse.
0: Yeah, they're going, like, straight for zombification, so...
1: (laughs) We need to have Um... an episode on immortality, maybe, possibly, I don't know, because I think that's scary. Like, I think that's scarier than death, because the ways in which people will try to reach that.
0: What? Like, okay, like... let's have a a really really short version of that right now what do you mean like what's an example well
1: for instance when you were talking about the nanobots and then something earlier i was thinking about this short story it was um published in 1995 by greg egan it's called learning to be me everyone should read it because it's amazing it's only like six pages long but basically Mm -hmm. it's it's in this society or like this future u.s where everyone at the age of like 21 gets the chance to live forever. Um, but the caveat is that it's you don't really know if it's you anymore because it's basically they download your brain into a microchip and then they put it into like an eternal body. And so the entire time the narrator's struggling to be like, Am I going to do this? What if I actually die? Like, is it still me? And then at the end you find out that he's already undergone it. <laughs> and so the entire time it, it wasn't him, it was just the microchip. And that's terrifying. Oh, like, that's wait, so scary.
0: Okay. Wait, 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 wait. So. Ah, I hate this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hate it.
0: It's wait, so scary. Wait, wait.
1: So,
0: so, so it worked then. Like it was still him because it was his consciousness thinking those things, right?
1: Well, it worked as far as you can think that it worked. But he says that I recognize that the person who was scared to have this operation wasn't really me. That was the human. I'm just this microchip. Like that's how it ends. Is he says like, but
0: but he's not just a microchip. He is that human's consciousness downloaded onto a microchip. But like.
1: But the struggles uh, are different now because he doesn't need to worry about the l- human things, you know? Like he says like the fears went away the moment I was changed or whatever, you know? Like it's very like it's I objective. Did. It's it's I mean,
0: I would say I would say it worked for like most intents and purposes, like the transfer work then. Because like But
1: did it work or did you just kill yourself at twenty one for the idea of immortality? And that's I just mean... a computer.
0: No, 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 no. It worked because even if you did kill yourself, like, do you know that you did? Does it matter? Okay, listen, hear me out. It's the same thing with like beam me up Scotty, like um fucking uh, particle theory. So it's basically like, and you know how in Star Trek actually, by the way, beam me up Scotty, those words have actually never been uttered in Star Trek universe, but anyway, it's like Scotty <laughs> up or something like that. Um, but um, you know how in Star Trek like they beam them up, like they become like molecules like and then they're like up in the spaceship and like the thing uh-huh. uh, so like there, there's like a sci-fi not really sci-fi but actual science theory that it's like no that wouldn't be possible because you can't just like re a body without killing it essentially like we uh-huh. like that technology is just not feasible it's not that, like, we don't have it yet because we're not technologically advanced enough. It's that even in theory, it doesn't make sense because science, and I don't know, I'm not that smart. But the point is that that's what these people say that seemingly know what they're talking about. They're, like, particle physicists. And, um... And... So... Okay, but here's the thing. But (laughs) you wouldn't know that. Like, if if it did work, and, and, and you, like, went back into the spaceship, like, and you're there, you wouldn't know that you just killed yourself... Because you would be like rematerialized with that consciousness, with that body, you wouldn't know that you didn't did just kill yourself and you're just a clone now. Because that's what you'd be—you'd be a clone. Um, so does it matter? Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> well, I think it it raises a lot of questions about consciousness and identity, especially the short story, because. I guess that's the question. Like, is there a soul? Like, does it really matter, or can it just be copied onto a fucking flash drive and then that's you still? Is it still you? Can the soul and the mind exist without each other? And then it's just like, well, if you're not religious and you don't believe in a soul, then obviously it is you. But I don't know. And even the clone concept, like, I I I am a fan of Orphan Black, so like. Every single clone is a different version of you. So it's not always going to be you. Like, you're not always going to have that same consciousness. I don't know. It's just... It's I scary. Guess,
0: but, like, if you don't know that you, that you like... Killed... So you're just
1: saying ignorance is bliss?
0: Well, but that's the thing. Like, even if you do know that you just killed you, like, you won't actually... It's so fucking bizarre. You know what I mean? Because, like, you won't actually... I don't know, like, feel bad. Because you'll be like, but I'm still alive. I'm right here. Like, and also that person that you just killed aka you like that body like won't actually suffer because it just died instantly but also like would you even consider that death if you're literally right here in the spaceship now where you materialize thinking about it like you're you you feel like you
1: but it's not you <laughs> God,
0: it's so fucking bizarre isn't it um, it's
1: not you you're it's gone kinda
0: like that, it's kind of like that like short story um like template that's like um uh oh my god what is it like what if every time you go to sleep like when you wake up you actually just died in your sleep
1: oh uh, awful but like <laughs> technically okay. that's not too far off because the hope for humanity is that you change every day and get better but for some people they just get worse
0: <laughs> <laughs> again I want to go back to just like oh ignorance is place but like one it wouldn't matter if that was the case because there's literally nothing you can do about it like if you don't sleep then you will actually die forever um and two, like, I don't know. Like, even if, even if it is real, like, and that is the case, like, could you feel bad at all for the fact that you just, quote, unquote, like, killed someone or that someone just died? You didn't even kill them. It wasn't your fault. You, but you probably can. You're probably more worried about the fact that you're going to die tonight when you go to sleep. Yeah. But, like, you won't really, because your consciousness tomorrow will think that nothing happened. But actually, that's not true. It'll be someone else's consciousness. It's just so...
1: Yeah. Oh my god,
0: my brain so much. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm like <sighs> rambling on, but, um yeah.
1: Well, the other aspect of that story is that you can opt out of it and you can just live your life and die. And for some people, that's just way more scary than just ending it now and starting as if nothing happened with this you know, intellectual well, consciousness inside the chip.
0: Yeah. But they don't know that they'd be ending it. It's just like... It's it's more scary to them to just live their lives because they feel like they're foregoing the opportunity of immortality. Yeah. Um, okay. So in the, in the story, like, do the chips go into someone else's body, or do you are you just do you just become a chip? And
1: um, that's not really clear. I kind of thought that it was it gives into a different body, but I can't remember because it would have to be able to regenerate throughout centuries. So yeah, I think it is like either a fake like a robotic body or something. I'm not sure. But yeah, I remember reading it, and he, the main character said that his uncle or something opted not to do it because his wife had died before the technology had been created, and so he thought that if he lived forever without her, then he wouldn't be with her, and that too is just really sad, yeah. <laughs> scary. Yeah. Anyway, I'm obsessed with that story.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll talk about that. Like, yeah, immortality. Never mind. Great idea. Great everything. Everything we touched on, we'll we'll touch on again on a different episode in more length. Um.
1: So what's your plan, Andre? Um, uh, oh
0: my god, I didn't even talk about that. We were out of time. <laughs> oh, whatever. It was basically like, it's kind of like your plan, but it has more guns. Um, <laughs> and um, It has a, more cardio. Have you uh, ever
1: fired a gun?
0: I have fired a gun exactly three or four times, maybe. Okay. Um, and it was the same gun, and it was like at a shooting range. It was actually with... Uh, Friends of ours,
1: I went to with them one time and I shot yeah. once because I found it kind of boring. And then I shot another one when I was like 11 with my dad in a forest. And it the blowback looked like it almost knocked me over.
0: That's crazy. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't get a lot of that. Maybe like they properly trained me or whatever, or it was just not a very big weapon, but. Um, but anyway, yeah, more more weapons than your plan, more cardio than your plan. I'm actually trying to stay alive. I don't want to just uptow. Hello. Um,
1: but like, does it matter? Because you won't know when you're dead, Andre. Oh fuck
0: you! Yes, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm gonna suffer through that. That's different. Like it's just gonna be is a people.
1: Is it the process? It's like the fact that you'll be like eaten alive that you don't like.
0: Yeah, I mean, no. Like to be honest, the fact that my life will be over because like my like living is all I know okay uh, that's so I, fair it's really like i think the fear of death for humans is really just a fear of the unknown it's nothing else um but yeah so what that's a justifiable fear hello i'm just human it's <laughs> not bad to fear that
1: well for uh, me um, my automatic instinct is i don't want to live without my family and friends if they're zombies i would rather die <laughs>
0: it's you not necessarily
1: plan. the fear of death no you I can't make- everyone's a
0: zombie No, also you're not everyone you can't be the only one left you're not actually Will Smith and I am, I am Rambo bitch even he wasn't the only one <laughs> also like you say that now but like your survival instinct which is like your stem like that's what we're talking about right now your cortex but your stem you're just like your caveman brain that's gonna be like you have to keep yourself alive is you say that now but when it comes down to it you're not gonna be able to just like let yourself be eaten or kill yourself. Bitch, like,
1: I you- have panic attacks at least once a <laughs> month. <laughs> I don't got no lizard brain. <laughs> My lizard brain is out of control.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Um. So, yeah, basically, like, stock up as many things as I can in, like, a big car because, um, well, not even just a big car. Any car, but it just has amazing mileage. Um, But if it is, like, a truck, then that's great. Uh, basically, what I've learned is that, like, a good semi-apocalypse plan just requires you to become a redneck um <laughs> like it's it's pretty it's it's true it's just true like oh, you need yeah. a truck you need uh big wheels you need weapons you need a bunker if you don't have a bunker <laughs> you need to like uh, build yourself on or find shelter in like a like a very scarcely populated area like the boonies so like um yeah so i'll uh, gather supplies get on a car travel um because apparently staying in your home is unsafe especially if you live in a populated area like a, even a small city because the zombies will eventually like crack through your windows and kill you so you have to keep moving at least until you figure out what the zombies are how they work what kills them and then like you and the rest of the survivors after like, a couple of years or whatever can actually get together and actually try to just fight them off kill the rest of them off to actually like rebuild society but the first couple of years you're supposed to just run and it's like each man uh, like on their own kind of thing um
1: how are you gonna get out of southern california the traffic's insane even when people aren't dead
0: yeah well i guess like this guy was like you have you have to like drive through like rivers and woods and stuff Mm. um i don't know i'd find a way if i really can't find a way i guess i just go in some house's basement because mine doesn't have one um and like yeah i guess that would be my best bet but preferably it is to keep moving um this guy he lives in the east and he actually one of his points of his of, of, of this guy's plan that I like based mine off of was to actually like go west because he was like there's less people in like the west like the western part of the u.s um well not the whole west obviously because la super huge but yeah um he's like um Like, not west of the Rockies, but, like, somewhat west. And he said that it was because, like, less people equals less zombies. And also, um, like, in the west, there's, like, wide, flat spaces, which means that, like, you'd see the zombies coming after you a little better. Um, And uh, he just, like, he felt like his survivability would increase um, in the warmer, dry climate versus, like, the cold, of the east and those all make total sense to me so i'd stay in california um maybe just go north though if possible just because like it's it's more scarce population wise and um i don't know like get some good walkie-talkies like make some friends if i can we'd all travel together in this uh,
1: scenario how are you how's your family are they okay
0: uh, probably all dead but like
1: <laughs> andre is the only survivor <laughs>
0: um uh honestly i love myself a little like soul survivor fantasy because i'm like i'm the one who made it but like realistically that'll be fucking traumatic and awful um yeah but um i hope david lives <laughs> <laughs> um but if he doesn't like at least i'd get to kill him and like you know like rage issues like that's cool like at least you get to do that um i
1: feel like he's more in my camp of just like whatever <laughs>
0: i'll ask him and i'll let you know okay. um and and the other thing is um well yeah like to reiterate uh you want to try and figure out um what the zombies like fear or how they die like what ticks them because that's how you'll be able to defeat them after some time like you want to know if they die without eating if they like avoid the sunlight like in i am legend or like if they were cost by like fucking i don't know like comet in space like you want to find their weakness um,
1: you know, man. I've been waiting until we got to this point to bring up warm bodies. Have you seen that movie?
0: I did. It was cute.
1: Can we talk <laughs> about how love cured the zombies? Because that's ridiculous. And I'm here to tell you that is not how you're going to get out of this.
0: <laughs> you try kissing a zombie. You'll see how it does not work.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was so ridiculous. I'm like, no, it does not make their heart start beating again.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, that, that's, that's basically what I have. Um, it, it's, it, it, it's like in the movies. I mean, it's very basic and very boring. You need a bunch of guns and a big car and to stuck up and to keep moving and to be tough. Um, which is like, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, so, that's
1: exactly why I stopped watching The Walking Dead. I just found it so boring.
0: <laughs> I just found it depressing. Like, after the first season, that's really all I watched ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, and then like, I don't know, like, some like, like, Rick's, like, kid or something dies in some season and so at that point when I found out I was like glad that I stopped watching the show when I did because I was like this show just gets depressing all the the people that you care for like die all the characters that you like die Mm -hmm. um the dad just like suffers and suffers and suffers and I'm like I can't watch that well says the guy that loves Game of Thrones I have no place to speak um
1: (sighs) I don't watch that either
0: um everyone dies spoilers I guess yeah um But anyway, that was our episode, everyone. If you have any ideas for us for next episode, which we'll totally ignore because I think we're gonna do immortality. Oh <laughs> my <for> god!
1: Episode,
0: <laughs> but for episode twenty, um, hi, the big L. You can let us know by DMing us. Uh, we are at Talk Scary. Um, so you know, shoot us some ideas if you have any. You can listen to us um on all podcast listening platforms. We are on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. And um, leave us um, a review. If you like our podcast, you can leave us a review on any of those platforms. Um, Shannon, do you have anything?
1: I do. I want you guys to know that this was an idea that spurred out of needing a lighthearted episode, and I'm not entirely sure that we actually accomplished that.
0: You, um... <laughs> and you can. You can always... Um, count on me to make anything grim. So really, you're just shit out of luck if you're hoping to ever have a light episode of this podcast. (laughs) Because I'm gonna come out with, like, parasites. No. Satan. No. (laughs) So, like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. I have another small thing to say. I saw my neighbor, who's, like, this kind of crone, kind of mean woman who yells at everyone. I saw Mm -hmm. her walking her goat down the road, and I was, like, driving by, and I was like, what's happening? And she, like, like, gestured for the goat to follow her, and it, like, hopped along happily and when I drove by the goat was like standing on this mound of dirt majestically staring down at me and I was like she's a witch and that's her familiar and I will not accept anything else
0: (laughs) it was weird oh that's funny what's a familiar again is it just like your pet
1: it's Her. like a little demon that takes the form of an animal that sucks on your uh, blood and does your will for the devil.
0: <laughs> I thought it was like the family member you have to kill to become a witch. But oh, like the family member you have to like convert into an animal to become a witch.
1: Oh, <laughs> um, interesting. That would be
0: interesting, wouldn't it? Um, like <laughs> kind of like Marisol of Like you have to kill your mom to become part of the gang. Um, oh, anyway, on that note... Um, <laughs> um uh, we'll see you guys next week with uh episode 19 we gotta do something for episode 20 let's think about that okay. um and uh <laughs> no large deals before beth dime uh the mothman is real uh believe in him he'll comfort you um uh, <laughs> good night
1: thank you for listening bye-bye